0: Hello and welcome to Germany for the first proper Pinken podcast of the new season, uh, pre-season at the very least. Uh, I'm Dave Freezer and alongside me is Paddy Davitt, and we're joined by our regular Norwich City photographer Paul Chesterton of Focus Images and um, we're all settling into our well Airbnb um, as is usually the case and these boys are uh, a bit better versed to pre season than me. Um, how does this compare to uh, places you stayed in previous years, Pat?
1: I think I'm going to put this straight back in your court, Dave, and tell all our wonderful listeners about the shenanigans that have gone on with your living sleeping <laughs> arrangements. <laughs> That sounds they, love it. they will love it,
0: cool. That sounds really leading. Well there you go. <laughs> uh, well, we turned up we got here what late Friday night didn't we? Um through five countries, six for you and it Pad? you we picked you up from Stanford after you've been in Ireland for a bit. Six six countries in one day. I d I don't think many people can say that, can they? Um and this place is quite big as well, five six bedrooms, isn't it? But we very quickly found that there wasn't uh, enough bedrooms for the four of us. We've also got our uh, video man Tony with us, Tony Thrussell. Um, you'll hopefully have spotted by now on our social channels, plenty of nice videos from um, from Tony. Um, so basically, we realised there wasn't enough beds, and but there was a door locked downstairs. And we uh, eventually got in touch with the Airbnb lady, and uh, it turned out they just hadn't given us the key to downstairs. But we had to go through all this with a German neighbour who didn't speak a word of English, so that was quite good fun. But Paul, you've got a bit of German, haven't you? You, learned, you spoke a bit of German at school?
2: I have a schoolboy knowledge of German, and, and I make do. I get by. Lots so hand signals and referring to uh, Google Translate. Other apps are available.
0: You're doing yourself down. You've done quite well in the supermarket. <laughs> um, but, yeah, eventually I got in. But then it all transcended yesterday that I was going to have to move out because apparently a couple of uh, workers were moving in for six weeks in the flat downstairs where I've now based myself, which is quite nice. But uh, then after I moved out all my stuff this morning, she comes back around and I'm able to stay there for the rest of the week. So End of the story, we're all right. We're all set up for the week, aren't we? We all have
2: our own rooms. We all
0: have have our own own rooms. And uh, yeah, you you two have been in quite close quarters before in previous P seasons,
2: Ah. haven't you? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Cosson was cozy. It's, It's got better every year, it's got a bit more distance. Paddy's now on a floor above me now. We're not even on the same floor now. So. <laughs> as opposed
1: to the same couch. Yeah.
0: That was the minimum requirement requirement to this one. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we are very much up to full speed. Hopefully you saw um, our video from Lipstadt on Saturday afternoon. We took in a little bit of pre-season action there, which, of course, is um, Daniel Farker's former club as a coach and as a player. Very friendly uh, guys there. And Paul managed to park in Daniel's old spot. Parking spot, apparently, that's what we were told. The only one
2: available,
0: yep. <laughs> it was The only one available, we got away with it. Um, they haven't got a uh, massive mural of Daniel painted on the uh, on the car park floor or anything, but um, the real stuff started on Sunday afternoon. Armenia Bielefeld and a 2 2 draw, and it was pretty lively stuff, wouldn't it, Pad? It
1: certainly was, mate. Yeah, um, where do we start? Yeah, I mean, red cards, injury scares, we'll get into that in more detail. Um, some meaty challenges. Uh, I mean, pff, encapsulated Emi Buendia came off about 75 minutes. And on the way off, he had some sort of altercation with, uh, was it Voss? Vos? Kloss. Kloss, sorry, yeah. Them, I I yeah, know. big lad, yeah. yeah. Catching, so, yeah. you know, bear in mind it was supposed to be a gentle fitness-related uh, run-out. Um, it you know it was probably a little bit too competitive, I'm sure, that Daniel would have wanted for the first hit. But... Um, and we still await, obviously, at this stage, uh, You know, the, the, the cost in terms of Ben Godfrey's uh, ankle injury. We're still waiting for the results of those scans. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's hard to assess straight, as we're talking now, uh, the day after the game, whether that was a good or a bad uh, first game to, to have for pre-season. But it certainly would have brought those players on. Um, and they can do all the double sessions they want at Colney or since they've been out here. But... I think they'll need a few more of those along the way to try and get them a little bit more battle-hardened for, for Anfield.
0: Let's just to take a little step back then, the, the starting eleven: Ralph Farman was in goal and it was sort of a 4-1, 4-1, wasn't it? You had Louis Thompson starting at right-back, Jamal Lewis at left-back, Grant Hanley and Did uh, Ben Godfrey in central defence. Kenny McLean was sitting in a slightly deeper midfield role and then you had Patrick Roberts on the right wing, Emmy Wendier on the left. Uh, Dennis Trebeni and Moritz Leitner sort of playing in the central roles, although obviously Leitner sat a little bit deeper. brenny Trebeni uh, kicked on and, and supported Josip Dermich. So that was the team that started. But just to very quickly go through the game, if you haven't caught up on things, things all unravelled really quickly, didn't they? Louis Thompson limps off after 19 minutes. That turns out to be hamstring. Godfrey goes off uh, about four or five minutes later. He injured himself in a tackle, which he actually got booked for. Um, he goes off. 30 minutes they uh, take the lead B- uh, Bielefeld 5 minutes later they go down to 10 men one of their players gets a second yellow card referees are very card happy at this point and uh, soon after that Norwich took control Srebeni took advantage of a ridiculously bad throw in from one of their defenders nice finish Dermic puts Norwich 2-1 ahead With a penalty Just before half time And then they Equalised Bielefeld equalised With a lovely finish 86th minute Although Max Aaron's Maybe got a bit Caught out positionally uh, And then Tim Pukki Hit the post late on Stephen had a couple Of chances Just before the final whistle So in the end It all settled down uh, To 2-2 About 2,300 fans there About 100 Norwich fans And they, they were quite rowdy were not they Paul? Yeah
2: they were Enjoying themselves were not they? Yeah it's probably The most I've seen In the four tours We've done yeah. uh, here For a first match Yeah it was nice little stadium, tidy little stadium. Kind of look because it was a small stadium. They only had the crowd in two thirds, but it made it look a little bit fuller. Yeah. And it created a bit of an atmosphere. I think the Bielefeld got fans got into it towards the end as yeah. well. So yeah it, was, yeah, it was right. As pre-season friendlies go, well, pre-season matches are hardly a friendly. Yeah. yeah, I quite enjoyed it, yeah. As you say though. I think there was one team that was on their fourth pre-season match and one team that was just kicking off their, their pre-season schedule, and it was obvious.
0: Yeah, there was there was a fair bit of rust around from, from the Norwich players, weren't there? Bielefeld had, as Paul says, played three games before that. They'd beaten a team from the Czech top division 4-0 in one of those friendlies, so they were they were up to speed, and Daniel said to you afterwards that they really had taken this seriously, didn't he?
1: Yeah, I mean, he, he must have obviously spoken to his counterparts in the Bielefeld camp, and they, by all the accounts, it was their... Um, biggest test of pre-season. That's how they were treating it, playing Norwich Premier League Norwich. And to that end, they they apparently approached it as they would a league game. He said they'd done video analysis on Norwich and all the all the scouting presumably that goes into that. So yeah, I mean it's maybe a backhanded compliment to Norwich really, but they were and that intensity I thought was stamped through their performance. Even though you know they played with ten men for the for the thick end of an hour. So credit to them that they kept going. Um, and and that probably. That probably balanced out the respective differences in the, in where the two clubs are at the minute in terms of pre-season Because I think, you know, if it had stayed eleven v eleven, I think Bielefeld probably would have gone on and won that game. And and maybe in a roundabout way, it was that was a better scenario for Norwich. Because certainly before they equalised very late on, you, you felt Norwich were able to get that passing flow to their game. Certainly when Tom Tribal came on, I thought they looked a lot better in that regard. And. Um, You know, they probably may have got more out of that playing against 10 than they would have against 11, I think.
0: In terms of players that impressed, I I thought Patrick Roberts looked pretty sharp. Um, Playing on that right wing is clearly quite left-footed. That's sort of the foot that he looks to do the damage with. Um, Was in the lead-up to Norwich taking the lead, it was him linking nicely with Max Ahrens and then he took the corner, which um, a handball was conceded from when Norwich went 2-1 up. Um, I thought Grant Hanley looked... um, like he lost a bit of timber as well, like that he's looking in good shape, um, like he's obviously worked hard ahead of pre-season. That it, you know, he can't have been happy with the way his season went last year. And Of course, we've got Christoph Zimmerman fresh from one of the many new contracts signed this summer, but he's going to miss all of pre-season after a minor knee injury. This is a huge opportunity for Grant. If he wants to... Be a Premier League player. at What age is he now? About twenty-seven, I think yeah, Grant is. Uh-huh. Um, you know, he he is the captain. Um, I thought he I thought he looked quite decent.
1: Yeah, I mean, you've hit the nail completely on the head. As much as particularly now magnified by Ben Godfrey going off with, with his injury, there's a negativity around Norwich and centre backs at the minute because well, two of them potentially will miss the start of the Premier League season God uh, Zimmerman definitely will Tim Closer, Daniel revealed after the game yet to rejoin team training I think they were hoping maybe Tuesday, Wednesday onwards but still not going to feature on this tour I don't think it might be Brentford and when they get back to Colney next week before we see him so in that context Hanley must be sensing a real opportunity, and and he would have come back highly motivated anyway. There was all that speculation that maybe his former club Blackburn would be maybe. keen to take him, and and by all accounts, he's he's made it clear to the the hierarchy in Norwich that no, he wants to stay and he wants to be part of this Premier League cru- crusade. And um, and after a, a really injury disrupted season that he had last season, yeah, he won't lack for motivation. And uh, and yeah, you could probably see that in in his performance. I think he looked keen to lay down a marker, didn't he? And uh, um, he will certainly get more opportunities between now and and the start of the season because they're looking a little bit depleted in that area to put it mildly
0: It was really vocal I like that that's one of the things I quite like about pre-season you can hear all the the, the screams and shouts from the pitch can't you you can really take all that in um, he had to be partnered by Jamal Lewis for about an hour of that game which you know, isn't, obviously isn't Jamal's position and um, the opening goal was Jamal's fault as well wasn't it it was a poor pass sort of across the back line that he probably wouldn't normally be paying, playing from a left back position Paul anyone Caught your eye in particular?
2: I would say Roberts was yeah. the first one. Um, I'd, I'd definitely back that up. He looked hungry. He mm. looked keen, chasing down um, lost causes. I thought um, goalkeeper looked solid as well. Ralph, I think, looks, looked solid. Um, didn't have an awful lot to do. Couldn't fault him for either of the goals It's already had no chance. Yeah. Made a couple of decent saves. One earlier on from a shot from the left-hand side of the box. I thought he looked good. Yeah. Lewis looked good. Aarons, I thought. They, just, they always looked good to me anyway, those okay. two. so.
0: Max is so consistent, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, so although yeah. we said, I did say for for the second goal there was a lot of space in front of him, wasn't it? The second half was a bit weird. I mean, I, they they had a session in the morning, didn't they? They trained in the morning, which is a common thing during this stage of pre-season And I thought Tribal and McLean didn't offer that sort of protection you'd expect in a, in a league game at all. Really, that was um, a little bit strange. But um, we were saying actually that. Pre-season, it's kind of similar for us, isn't it? Even even on a reporting level, which is obviously far easier than going out and playing professional football, you, you, you feel a bit rusty when you've not done it for a couple of months. I mean, was it the Nations League your your last game? The Nations League final was my last game. Yeah, I mean it's only three or four weeks ago,
2: but it's the first time I've had a pre-season into uh, pre-season break in two years, in two seasons. Yeah, it was last year obviously I was at the World Cup, came straight to Germany, so I've had three or four weeks off. And the Nations League, to be fair, was a fairly laid back. A, 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 you know, occasion. So it didn't have the intense. The last intense game was the Champions League final. Yeah. So the Nations League, well, that was a big competition. It just had a slightly different feel to anything I've ever done before. So yeah, two or three weeks off had a bit of holiday with the family. And yeah, I felt a little bit rusty <laughs> yesterday as well. It was it was just, it's a strange one, but you know, it, it, like, I'm quite glad it was a competitive game because that sort of snaps you back to life yeah, and yeah. It, sometimes pre-season friendies go along that route where they're just knocking it about or they're playing a local side and it's 2-0, 3-0, 6-0, 8-0. It all can be a bit tedious, but yesterday was a bit um competitive he's like oh yes he's quite good it got me interest straight yeah. away you
0: know? after but, what 15 minutes you're like oh we've got an injury right you got to switch on this is yeah, just a, a story. About- a story yeah. came
2: out straight away as soon as um, poor Louis went off he's like well that's the story and then the story was doubled because obviously Ben went off shortly after and it's like oh well this is what the talk's going to be about for the next two or three days so yeah, from my point of view, at least I've got some pictures out of a pre-season friendly that as a story, and you guys can write about it. And yeah, you know, it's, it's obviously a big interest now in Norfolk yeah. and around Norwich. That, you know, especially Ben, is he going to be, how bad is he hurt? Is he going to make it? So yeah, from from that point of view, it's unfortunate. But yeah, there was things coming out of that you wouldn't normally see out of a pre-season friendly. So yeah, yeah. nice way to get back into it.
0: Did you do the third place game at Nations League, the England shootout game? Yeah,
2: I did the England yeah. shootout game in
0: Gameres and then shot
2: over to Porto and did the final as well. So, so in a
0: nice link, you saw Josip Dermich miss the decisive penalty for Switzerland, it is, which yes. was saved by Pickford, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, I've got a great
2: should... picture of that, of that save, yeah, as
0: yeah. well, so yeah. And then yeah. he's straight back in, he's probably really pleased. Pad, what did you... What did you... Got his last two
1: penalties. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Absolutely, you have to send them to him, but what, what did you make of him overall, Pad? I mean... Obviously a penalty take is something Norwich could do with. Yeah. Um I thought maybe he wasn't quite as mobile as Pookie, but there were some good signs.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, but again, like all of these, it's very hard to make definitive judgments after yeah. you know what we've seen so far. And although he did feature for Switzerland, I think they were just cameos from the bench in those games, and prior to that he'd had a very heavily disrupted season at Munch and Gladbach, hadn't he? I think he only came back in for the last five or six games. So and that's been a bit of a theme for, for that guy for the last two or three years in Germany, which is probably why he was available on a free transfer. Um, you know, his star has dipped from, I think, Leverkusen it was, paid some big money for him, you know, 10, 12 million euro, reportedly. So, in in his earlier days, that alone tells you there's a player there of ability, uh, a striker who can score goals. The big key is, can can that translate now after two sort of, years where his career has plateaued a little bit and, and can almost Norwich and Daniel reignite what clearly is a player with some ability I thought there was one or two signs, it was a nice move where he had his back to goal he held off the defender about 10 minutes in swivelled and hit a shot and it wasn't that far away and obviously the penalty yeah, he showed a lot of composure there but um, yeah I think we'll, we'll need hit, we'll need to see more of him and he'll need more time on the pitch with his teammates but you know I I would be I will be reasonably encouraged Because obviously You know The nature of the deal Free transfer As was Pukki I, I don't think any of us Expect him to have Quite the impact Timu Pukki has had In an Norwich shirt But you know If he can If he can chip in In and around The main man Then um, it might prove To be another Astute bit of business
0: mm, We'll have to see um, We saw Adam Ider as well um, Dennis Trebeni uh, Scores one goal Um there were some encouraging signs from him I mean, he's got a sort of slightly clumsy style hasn't he but when he gets on the run he can be quite um, he, can, he probably scares defenders and he's got a decent bit of size as well and that's something Ida's got as well um, in terms of him stepping up to first team, he's, he's big enough for it. He, he, he can handle that side of things. And um, there was one uh, save from Stephenman, which was a really good save, actually, from Ortega, the goalkeeper. And Ida slid in at the back post, didn't quite beat the keeper to it. That would have been a nice moment. And then equally, in the, in the closing minutes, when Pookie had hit the post, Ida, rather than um, snatching at it and trying to get a shot in on goal when there was a defender in front of him, which you wouldn't blame an 18-year-old on his basically first senior appearance for... He calmly rolled it to Stephen. Stephen probably should have won it right at the death, shouldn't he? So that's going to be interesting to see how that all unfolds. Um, in, Aside from all the injury stuff we've already talked about, there's there's more, isn't there, Pad? Oh, Tetty, Campwell and Vrancic. And, and yeah, they've all got little issues, haven't
1: they? Yeah, yeah. Of the three, it sounds like none of them were involved uh, on Sunday, uh, as was Tim Closer. Tim Closer was there... Um, and basically to run through them all Tim, as I say All of last season Second part of at least He had this Sort of knee issue I don't know if you'd call it a problem Or an injury Because he seemed to be able To be declaring himself fit And he was making squads Um But then I think He was on standby for the Swiss Going back to the Nations League In the summer And, and decided not to go off with them uh, To try and get it sorted once and for all I think there was some work he did in Switzerland with, with a, a doctor I vaguely recall seeing on his Instagram pages then he went off to the US continuously working to strengthen that knee but it's still not quite right because you know Daniel confirmed after yesterday's game that uh, he's not rejoined team team training yet so that has to be a concern um, that it's got to this stage now and uh, and he's still not fully over whatever knee issues he's got um, I mean it just popping back into my head that when he went to Switzerland it was I think to decide whether he needed surgery wasn't it it was after the Brentford game in January if I recall right Um, and we got the good news that he didn't need surgery but you know if managing the issue isn't resolving it then you know is that something that will have to be revisited Um, time will tell but as for the other guys yeah just uh, the strains and the niggles you get when you're doing double sessions and, and back to back work I mean Daniel said they'd been at it 21 days straight without a day off so you know, it's, it's no wonder he, Alex Tete's uh, body might have shown a bit of wear and tear. And uh, of the three, it sounded like he was the more serious one. Uh, it sounded like Mario and Todd will be back in training next day or two. Um, and hopefully if they are, then we might see him against Schalke. Alex, uh, I think that might be a little bit longer. He, he, he didn't really elaborate too too further, other than to say that he'd had a bit of a setback in the last two or three days. He was going off to get some scans and they were waiting for the results of those. So we'll see on Alex Tete. But the others, I think, hopefully middle of the week onwards they should be back in the mix
0: OK um, let's just take a quick breather um, I spoke to Kenny McLean after the game and here's what Kenny had to say Yeah how, how do you guys see that then that was um, an eventful game to start with so I suppose it's a good tune
3: up is it? Yeah it was, it was tough we, we knew it was going to be a tough game they a couple of weeks away from starting the season so their fitness is probably ahead of where we are right now and in our pre season but it's a good base for us. It was a tough game, um and it will stand us in good stead for going forward. Okay, um, it's intense. So you did training and training this morning, didn't you as well, before this? Yeah yeah so. we trained this morning. We've been we've been putting a lot of load through the legs so it was always gonna be tough. Um, but that's what we want. we wanna build up that resilience, you know, when it's when it's tough. Um most of the boys played forty five but it was a it was a tough tough game. Um but as I say it's good to get minutes in the legs and it's it's a first game so it was it's always going to be a wee bit rusty at times, but, you know, we're only going to get there from here. Yeah, and um, we saw the um, defenders being able to go in the
0: box for the first time. I thought that was quite interesting. How, did, how do you sort of see that dynamic? Is it going to be something you've got to pay real attention to and work on?
3: Yeah, we work on it. Um, we always do. We always work on these things like goal kicks and stuff like that and playing from the back it's always the way we've done that and the way the manager is we've never change. It's, it's his philosophy and we all we all enjoy that we all love playing that way and it's it's just good to be involved in so yeah it's, it's a it's a slight change but it's something we've to You personally you had a couple of games with Scotland didn't you so uh, how are you feeling you feel like you're already sort of up to speed quite quickly um, well I had a break after that as well so I'm, I'm in a similar position to the rest of the guys it's it was a lot. It was a longer break than usual, so it's going to take a wee bit longer to keep going, I think. Um, but we've we'll had a, a really good two weeks. We've we'll we'll had plenty of load through the legs, and you know that was the first game, and, and you, know, you just want to keep progressing through pre season. I'm sure that's what we we'll do.
0: And has uh, a camp been? Um, the new boys are all singing their songs and
3: all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's it's great. They've they've certainly done really well. Um, but I think when you when you look at the players that come in, you know the manager should always identify characters as well, who fit. The way we play and the way we are as a group. So, you know, it's it's been easy for them to adapt. It's been easy for us to to get to know them. But everything's everything's good. Just a word for the fans as well. I mean, over two and a half thousand. Obviously, not all Norwich fans, but there's a
0: good what hundred Norwich fans there. That's a heck of a show, not it? Yeah, they,
3: they made themselves heard. It was it was nice. Um, obviously, they want to get back out watching us again. Um, it's been a long time for them, I'm sure, and they'll be looking forward to the season starting. And, well, it's excellent for them, here So you know, we we really appreciate that. Just finally, Schalke
0: on Friday. I'd imagine that'll
3: be a difficult game, Bundesliga team.
0: And we saw with these boys, obviously they were up to speed a bit because they'd already played three games. So how tough do you expect that to be?
3: Again, it'll be a tough game, but we want to get ourselves ready for what's coming up for the season. So we want to play tough games. It's going to be another one. We uh, we'll get more work in through the week, and you know we'll, we'll be in a good place for them.
0: So those are the thoughts of the Lord Mayor of Norwich, of course, who um, I spoke to uh, about 10 days ago or so ago in Norwich at the launch of the kit, which um, I'm sure you've had a chance to uh, take in by now. I, I think I quite like it. Um, I, I preferred last year's. I've, I've gone down this route now, so I'm going to finish it and get your thoughts. I think it's all right. I, lo- I preferred la- last year's one and actually... Having seen some of our photos when they're cropped uh, without the green fading, I think it looks a
1: tad boring. Maybe I'm being a bit harsh. What's the, the man who takes a lot of pictures of a lot of the kit, kit think?
2: I'm just checking them out. I'm just going to have a look. I, I mean, obviously, <laughs> I saw it yesterday. Yeah, I like it. Um, I'm not a big fan of the fading. Man United, I didn't know. I think they started the fading. It's actually. quite a lot, I think, now, yeah. Yeah, I'm not a massive fan of it. And I've got to be honest, I don't like the huge logo on the, on the left sleeve. <laughs> Yeah, that's that take, not been... That's, that's a huge logo. It's a little bit unsubtle, isn't it? This? Oh, yeah, that's a sizable yeah. one. Is it's that the... the uh, yeah,
1: we yeah. yeah. won't mention them, yeah. yeah. That's other the logo sponsor. Other <laughs> logos are available. Yeah, the one
2: they're using, yeah. It take, <laughs> yeah. takes up too much of the, um, you know, it's not like a Formula One shirt, you know. There's more sponsors <laughs> than there is shirt, you know. <laughs> so. But no, that would be so nice. It's a smart kit. Looking forward yeah. to the release of the other ones. I particularly like all three last year, actually. I liked all three kits last year, so... Yeah, my favourite.
0: I think it's been met pretty positively on the whole, hasn't it? I I, I quite like it, but I just think I preferred last year's one. Um, It's all right. Pad, what what do you make of it?
1: Yeah, I'd I'd concur with you, mate, just because of the connotations now with that kit, what they achieved. And you never know, they might go on to do something nice in this kit as well. But uh, yeah, it's not sky blue, Dave, so (laughs) it's immaterial to me either way, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Truth be told.
0: Well, um, we won't go on to betting sponsors and down that alleyway. Um, there's been plenty said about that. Um, we are here for the rest of the week. Um, fortunately for us, we're hopefully going to be um, catching up properly with the uh, with the City camp at, at some point midweek. Um, we're hoping to do a bit of stuff with the under-23s as well. Learn a bit more about the new lads who are, who are going to be involved in the development squad this year because that's... Um, as I'm sure you'll have noticed from from the several transfer lines, a squad which is under massive overhaul by Norwich. They're really looking to drag the levels of quality up um, in the under-23 squad this year. I think they found last year that maybe their players weren't as in demand for loans as they'd have hoped so they're hoping that they can bring in players now that they can get out on loans to, to good levels Rocky Bashiri is probably an example who was playing regularly in the Belgium top flight last year uh, he's a Belgium under 21 international so he's clearly got something um, about him Um, but then we move on to the Schalke game on Friday night uh, Bundesliga uh, opposition who were playing in the Champions League last year so that's clearly going to step things up Um, but Moving on from the injury side of things, Pad. Um, clearly the defence is going to need a little bit of attention now, isn't it? And Louis Thompson playing right back, if we start at right back, um, emphasises the fact that cover is needed for Max Aaron's, isn't it?
1: Oh well, yeah, hundred percent agree. And I felt that, well, really, since the moment Evo Pinto was was departed, that they needed to not, with the greatest respect to Louis, you know, fitness issues aside, if he was fully fit, you know, would would you be comfortable with him? almost emergency shifting to right back and Daniel would talk about Ben Godfrey can do that as well and you know, if you play in a wings back role that maybe opens up other options as well. But it it just doesn't feel that contrasted with the left hand side they've brought Heiser in now who is is a, an out and out and we saw a good portion of that game with him yesterday. He's an out and out left sided defensive option. So you would feel Jamal Lewis is covered there now. That isn't replicated on the right so far in this squad. Um I don't think there's anybody immediately ready to pop out of the development pool. Uh, having just led on from a discussion about David Wright's squad, so yeah, that feels like an area that needs addressing. And and obviously now we await the outcomes of Godfrey. But if it is, he's not going to be with us for a few weeks of the Premier League season. They definitely need to do something in that area as well.
0: Yeah, with uh, Zimmerman not out until well he's not going to be available for the start of the Premier League season hopefully closer well we know closer is not going to be involved in the Schalke game as things stand so I have to wait on him Godfrey you know with ankles uh, sadly I'm somebody who knows I've sprained both my ankles before and the swelling can be pretty bad the um uh, first couple of days And they can blow up And turn all sorts of colours And stuff And it's not until Things settle down Obviously he's going to get Top level medical treatment That I I didn't get um, From when I did mine In the mud At Eaton Park uh, Playing Sunday League But Um I'd imagine he it will all settle down a little bit quicker for him. But it's not until that happens that they can really uh, crack on with, with analysing it. And we did just mention Philip Heiser. And he's sort of like a new boy, really, isn't he? Because we've not seen him from him. I, You had quite an interesting an, an, an analogy of him, Paul. He's a bit like a Steeperman on the left.
2: Yeah, he looks he's got the same sort of stamp as Steeperman. Looks, I don't know, maybe not um, slightly awkward style that Steeperman's got. Once, you feel like once Heiser's got the ball at his feet, a bit like Steeperman... Be hard to stop, yeah. But to be honest, I didn't see an awful lot of him. He seemed to have a good touch, yeah. I didn't see many passes go astray from him, but yeah, he seemed to have a bit of a and stamp and style about him. So, yeah, you're gonna bounce off it. him, he's got big shoulders, isn't yeah, he? i be glad you to bounce off him. He'll be like Stephen once he gets his head of steam going. There's no stopping
0: him. And he's clearly confident with his left foot. He took a free kick from fully 25 yards, didn't he? And it yeah. wasn't on target. It was sort of just over the top right corner. But that had a decent bit of whip on it. And he played a couple of crossfield balls. So had a few seconds debate with Emmy
2: about that as well, didn't they? Two of them were standing yeah. discussing who was taking it. So, yeah, he's obviously going to put himself forward for any free kick. So,
0: yeah. it's confidence. Todd Cantwell was sat in front of us, wasn't he? Um just watching because he was injured and he, he seemed uh, to... Give the thumbs up to Heiser having a decent left foot, didn't he? So uh, that, maybe that's one to uh, to watch. But of course, we we probably expect Jamal Lewis to uh, continue in that role. Um, midfield wise, I think we can probably skip over that. We're not really expecting too much movement there. Maybe a, maybe a defensive midfielder if they can find someone. Uh, maybe another winger, but I, I don't think anything's too pressing there. Up front, as things stand, Ida and Strabeni sort of get their chance to to press their claims. And there has been a little bit of news today, isn't there? From Uh, which website was it? Team Talk. Uh, Team Talk, that's right, Um, saying that Jordan Rhodes uh, could be coming back on loan. Um, What do you make of that, Pad?
1: Uh, I don't think that's likely, Dave. No, I think we're getting a sense from the club, having checked out that story, that uh, there's there's nothing in that story. Um, And with the view being that I think they've got one more domestic loan they can use, Patrick Roberts being the other one they've already used, and they wouldn't be using it on Jordan Rhodes. I think that's pretty categorical now. So if Jordan Rhodes is coming back, then it'll have to be a permanent. And of course, what's muddied the waters further in the last sort of 24 hours, less than that, is Steve Bruce apparently walking out on Sheffield Wednesday to <laughs> yeah. potentially pitch up at Newcastle. So if that has gone through, uh, then the new man uh, at the Owls will, I'm sure the first thing they'd want to do is look through the existing squad and who they want to keep and who they don't. So, um, yeah, certainly nothing in those reports, uh, in terms of a loan move being imminent, but, uh, I think it's pretty far fetched to think he'd probably come because the 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 numbers financially that have been talked around him are just don't do not stack up and, and Stuart Webber made that quite clear earlier in the summer. You know, they've got a finite amount of money and they're gonna to have to spend it very wisely and very astutely. And I don't think, with the greatest respect to Jordan Rhodes, based on what we saw last season, you've got Timu Puki there as the main man, unless they're gonna start radically changing how they play and how many forwards they have in the side then do you pay what's required to get Jordan Rhodes here to be you know, basically a good egg around the dressing room? And I don't think you do.
0: Personally, no. I mean, I, I like Jordan Rhodes and he's obviously a very nice guy and I, I have interviewed him a couple of times last season. Um, I was alongside Chris Gorham speaking to him when he came out with that now infamous... Um, it don't matter line that Radio Norfolk do enjoy and he is he's a lovely chap I remember speaking to him in Tampa as well and that was just after the Millwall game wasn't it after the 4-3 and he scored the Mm equaliser to make it 3-3 and I opened that interview with um Something along the lines of, of course, team who's taken all the headlines, but your goal was very important. And that was a similar sort of response of, oh, thank you very much. And, and then he cracks on. He's a, he's a lovely bloke. But in terms of style, he's not, he's not the same player as Bookie. I didn't think he was a light-for-light light replacement for Bookie. Maybe that's what you want. Maybe you want someone who's a little bit different. But I don't think he's a Premier League player, personally. And just because someone's nice... I don't think that means that you should bring them back into the squad. Dermich is an international striker who you know, was once um, third-top scorer in the Bundesliga behind Lewandowski and uh, Mandzukic in one season. And that was, like, 2014. So, you know, come on, there are, there are levels of difference here. If Norwich were still in the Championship, absolutely, I'd have I said you bring him back, but not for the Premier League. Paul, where do you stand on Jordan?
2: I agree 100% with what you say. If, you actually, if he was here... Rhodes or Sabeni who would you have? Yeah, I mean... See, I mean, if, if he was here and always was in place or well, you got him really cheap... I mean, I like Dennis, he tries hard. Um, but he hasn't really proved himself as a goal scorer in England at any level, was he? At least Jordan. He's a bit of a sniffer around right the box, isn't he? As opposed yeah. to Puky, he can score from all angles. I always like... R- Rhodes is a poacher, isn't he? If That loose ball. You yeah, want that yeah. loose ball to fall to Rhodes. Yeah. So, if, based on experience, if you could get Rhodes really, really cheap which obviously Sheffield Wednesday not going to let him go cheap and his wages ain't cheap, then yeah, I'd have him over Sabeni every day of the week. But not, as you say, not to be a nice guy around the dressing room and keep the spirit up and, and play cameo roles. I think they need to look wider and bigger than that, to be honest with you. That's my thoughts
0: anyway. I mean, if he was available on a free, for instance, this summer, yeah, yeah it's totally, sort of a no-brainer, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah. with the finances involved, no. it, it's just not its not quite for me, which I feel, I feel sort of harsh saying it because I he's, yeah, he's, he is a, he's, a he's a nice guy. Player, and so. yeah, he is popular and he deserves to be popular. He did contribute a fair amount to last season. I, I think that hat-trick at Wickham, maybe it sort of bumped up his stats a, a little bit falsely to to an extent. But, you know... We'll see. Yeah, thing, we're still early doors here. We're still, you know, mid-July. Um, the transfer deadline's August the 8th, the day before we all head up to Anfield for that opening game of the Premier League season. Plenty could change. You know, Dermic could pull up with an injury. Trebenny Sh- looked like he did limp off a little bit at half-time on, on Sunday. Adam Ida could get a couple of opportunities and look totally out of his depth. You never know. Jordan may still be the man that they turn to late in the window. But as things stand today... It doesn't look too likely to me. So. I
2: am looking forward to seeing Adam, though, in a really probably. competitive role. Yeah, I saw him last year out here with the 23s, three, not it? Pat? I think with yeah, 23s, yeah, yeah. yeah. And also um, photographed him playing for Ireland in the Under 17s um, Championship as well. And he looks a beast of a player. He's a strong lad, very competitive, very aggressive. I don't think he'll be scared of your big name Premier League defenders, certainly not physically, stature. Mm. I'm looking forward, I think he can mix it up, is basically what I'm saying. He's a strong, strong unit. Whether he's ready yet Who knows But you know Give him a chance yeah. I, I say I, I mean, I'm quite. I like the lads Being brought through So and he's certainly Physically capable Of mixing it with Anybody I've seen In the Premier League That's for sure
0: Thinking about physically. it he, he probably does have A bit of a similar style To Rhodes in a way I mean He's, um, he's only 18 though He's he just signed This long term contract So if things don't Work out for him At this point Then of course there's loan, The loan avenue Is, is still very much Um, Available to him. If I was him, though, I'd be watching Pookie all the time. I'd be, you know, every day watching a Pookie game every single day, um, just so that Daniel Falcon knows that you're a man who can come in and and replace him. So that is going to be an interesting side of of seeing, you know, how things develop. Um, Otherwise, we move on to Schalke. Um, I guess we can probably pretty much. Pick the team at the moment Because there's a few um, Injury issues But that's going to be A tough one I guess Ralph Farman Presuming that he can play They may have come to Some kind of agreement That he doesn't play In that game But you wouldn't have Thought so in a friendly um, He'll be wanting to Impress his parent Because they did actually Activate uh, another year In his contract When he when he joined Norwich Didn't he So they've now got David Wagner The former Huddersfield boss um, What sort of things Are you going to be Looking out for In, in that Schalke game Pad?
1: No injuries That's the main thing <laughs> Yeah I suppose it'll be interesting you know even if it's positive news on Godfrey he's not going to play Friday that would be foolish and extreme so and if closer isn't available what is what is the defensive mix look like you know because does he have to dip in the 23s are out here does he actually for this game have to maybe bring one of the two of those lads into the mix Um or does he, as he finished the game on Sunday, go with the three and the two wing backs? But even then, who who would be your three? Um,
0: yeah, because Hernandez ended up playing right wing back on
1: Sunday. Yeah. Didn't he? So I think for me, it's just more if there are injuries, just how he sets about the task, and uh, you know, other than that, I guess it's seen a little bit more from Dermich and Roberts, um, but particularly Dermich against what should be really good opposition. Probably the you know the strongest they're going to face. I'm trying to think who they've got when they go back to England yeah probably yeah maybe Atalanta Atlanta. at the back end yeah because they're obviously in the Champions League aren't they so yeah no, this could this could. and, and again you, you could debate whether a second pre- uh, pre-season game in is the time to be playing a decent decent Bundesliga opposition but you know ultimately that's the, that's the schedule they've mapped out so yeah I think I think it's more what he does defensively and, and who steps up in terms of you know th- those new players because if if one of, one of, hopefully maybe all three, but if one of them really comes in and and, and can add to that 11, um, then, you know, that looks like good recruitment because at the minute, we're not quite sure. There's sort of flaws you could associate with all three players, really, um, in terms of what they've done recently in their careers. So, you know, there's there's an element of gamble to all three deals. So it'd be just nice to see maybe a little bit more evidence against a really good benchmark in Schalke of, yeah, OK, that looks like good recruitment as well.
0: Yeah, players are going to have to step up, aren't they? I think if Alex Teti is fit, I think Daniel will probably look to try and play him in defence, but that's probably not likely as we sit here today, isn't it? But we'll see. It's still very early days um, in pre-season. You can never read too much into it, or it's foolish to anyway. You know, We've got another five games still to play yet before we can even start thinking about that Liverpool game. So um, please do follow all the stuff that we're uh, we're doing from out here in Germany uh, throughout the week. Um, we've got plenty on the way, um, before we head back to the UK on, on Saturday, hopefully, all being, all being well, um, as long as uh, I haven't ended up sharing my Airbnb with a couple of random Germans or something. Yes. <laughs> um, but no, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, on that front we're sorted now and I can actually rest easy in my bed at night. But um, otherwise, um, thank you very much for, uh, for listening today and uh, keep an eye on the and app as well. We've got a few things lined up for there. We're going to go and record the uh, and podcast extra time in a special location in just a minute. So <laughs> So head over to the app um, after you've had a listen to this when you get a chance and we will uh, probably catch up with you with a podcast when we're back in England and we'll have plenty more to talk about from then so Paul Pad thanks very much uh, for joining me and we will catch up with you guys later cheers